This is Pivot Perspectives with Chris O'Byrne, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they've learned on their road to success and get exclusive access on how to implement their success into your life and business. Pivot Perspectives is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Chris O'Byrne. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. Yeah, you bet. So what I like to start out with is going back to childhood. So what's a story from your childhood that you feel was instrumental in developing you into who you are today? Oh, I mean, I think that, um, you know, I recollect, you know, from my childhood, always sort of being interested in uh, in in the business of soldiering, like I was always in camouflage out in mud or out, out in the out in the wild. You know, I, I think it was just part of my identity. So there was no question as to what I wanted to do, at least initially, uh, with with sort of my profession or adult life. Uh, you know, I went right off to a military uh, college, being Citadel, and then into the Marine Corps after that, and then into the SEAL teams. You know following that so it never occurred to me that there was any other profession that I wanted to be in at least as a child and then as I grew uh, older I will eventually you know soldiering's got to stop and you've got to you have to build a future worth having uh separate and apart from that identity did you have like any close family members who were in the military uh, my dad had uh, served in World War II. He had me when he was quite a bit older, um, but he was an infantryman in the Army in, uh, in, uh, in World War II, having served in the uh, South Pacific, uh, and that made a bit of an impression on me, of course. Did he ever try to talk you out of going in the military? No, he was generally happy as long as I was uh, gainfully, you know, gainfully uh focused uh you know he was proud of me having gone to the citadel and then it was a natural progression to become a marine officer out of that and he certainly was curious when i decided to become a seal but he uh, he encouraged me the whole way so so how did that thought process go from being an officer in the marines to joining the seals did it just feel natural to you or, or, you know, what was going through your mind? Oh, for, yeah. I like to say all my major decisions in life typically happen after I uh, read a book by Pat Conroy. <laughs> so I wound up at the Citadel because I had read in high school a book called The Lords of Discipline, which, you know, was a quite a large novel. You know, it was a big, thick novel, but I, I devoured it and, uh, got enchanted with this idea of coming to this Southern city called Charleston and going to this college that's unlike any other college. Um, And then when I was in the Marine Corps, um, well, before I was in the Marine Corps, I I read Pat Conroy's book, The Great Santini, which was about uh, a Marine Corps fighter pilot. And so when I got my Marine Corps contract, uh, I actually negotiated for a contract to flight school. That's where we ran into trouble because I just never made it through flight school. I was horrible <laughs> pilot. It's really bad. 
So they, I was uh, uh, labeled not aeronautically adaptable. And then they made me what's called an O180 or an adjutant, which is uh, basically personnel and paperwork stuff in the Marine Corps. So once I got that occupational specialty assigned, it was just a matter of time. I'm like, I love serving, but there's no way I'm doing paperwork for 20 years. So I immediately started working on trying to get it in the Navy to be um, to be a SEAL. On that one, it was a combination of books I had read, which was originally Men with Green Faces that had to do with sort of stories of the SEAL teams in Vietnam where these guys were running around in, in uh, with camouflage utility tops and blue jeans. And they were just, you know, they had bandoliers around their chest, long hair, beards, mustaches. They looked like complete renegades. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like, who are these guys? So I read that. And then another Pat Conroy book, uh, I think it was The Water is Wide, I think. And it talked about uh, this girl in Charleston and her brother was out in Colleton County. He was an ex-seal, you know, living sort of in the wild. It was just these romantic ideas of what, what a Navy SEAL was just captured my imagination. And I become I became singularly focused on, uh, on going to Bud's and getting through it. And once that happened, there was no turning back. You have to burn the ships. That's the only way to get through bus. Yeah. You can't yeah. have a plan B. If you, if you have a plan B, you're, you're not going to make it. So then going from there, tell me about the path from there to your, to your business, uh, to your current business. Yeah, for sure. Um, so by way of uh, explanation, um, you know, currently I'm a venture developer. So what I do is I build early stage companies. And so one of the companies I built is SOFX Media. And so we publish the largest daily newsletter in special operations. And it's focused not only on special operations news, but on human empowerment and wellness. So we typically have got three stories that have to do with the latest information regarding the community. And then we'll have probably six to nine stories in, in each day's newsletter that have to do with health, wellness, finance, personal fitness, so on and so forth. Um, you know, the second thing I built was a recruiting agency that leverages the distribution of that worldwide distribution of that newsletter called SOFX Talent. That is a recruiting and executive search firm. Thinking there is pretty straightforward. Really high-performing people know other high-performing people. So we leverage the newsletter to be able to uh, make our audience aware of different opportunities that exist. And sometimes a newsletter subscriber may be a great fit for that role, uh, but oftentimes they know other high-performing people and will we'll refer candidates uh, to us for that. Third thing that we're working on right now is a, uh, a company called Transista. And what we're going to be doing there is uh, essentially taking a scientific or science-backed approach toward discovering the key strengths and attributes that make a person successful within the context of a professional career, helping them determine what is their best fit roles in life, what are the best fit industries that are a match to their personality, and what are the companies that, from a cultural standpoint, are the best fit 
for all the different scientific study we did at the front end with regards to who they are and what makes them tick. You know, more often than not, people have endeavored to pursue a profession with weak or non-existent visibility on who they really are from a scientific standpoint, from a personality standpoint, from a patient's level, from a cognitive ability. None of the real analysis is ever done ahead of time. Show me anybody who has gone to college and picked something to major in that ever did a holistic inventory of their key strengths, attributes, personality, likes, dislikes, frustrations, it is not done. And that's crazy, super crazy, that you're gonna spend a quarter million dollars based on intuition on what you think you might like without ever going back to square one and doing a scientific-based analysis of what you're gonna be good at. Some people spend their entire life like swimming up river in a career they hate, in a job or an industry they can't stand. They don't know how they got there. They just wound up there and they're miserable. This isn't me saying this. These are, this are the statistics out of Gallup, out of, out of whatever. So we're building Transista is basically a nine stages, 27 different action steps to take a person from, I'm not sure where I fit to crystal clear visibility on what job, industry, and the set of companies they should be targeting, along with all the other th tools they need to be successful. Because as recruiters, we see it from both sides, from the client side and from the candidate side, we see all the mismatches in real time. So we know how to clean all that stuff up. We know it would be valuable for, for both sides of the transaction to create a, a system that enables people to be successful in picking their best fit uh, trajectory in life. So is that going to be a software product? Um, so it's a combination of, um, it is a com to answer your question, it is a, a content product that winds up having different software uh, aspects to it with regards to artificial intelligence enablement. And I'll give you an example for one block of the nine blocks. One block of the nine blocks is interviewing preparation. And so we are building uh, artificial intelligence enabled uh, avatars and counterparts that will act as a uh, interviewing panel that has been informed by the industry and the job roles you are seeking in order to have an in-depth discussion with you where you can rehearse even though you've never actually served in that industry or you've never served in that job role. But if you've got, if you've done the homework that we already gave you and asked you to do in one of the earlier blocks, you can keep on practicing there across the major formats. You are not gonna be, uh, you're gonna understand what top grading is and you're gonna understand when you're in a top grading type of interview. You're under, going to understand stars. You're gonna understand how to deal with hiring managers all these different things. So that's an example of where, what I would call it's an AI enabled platform, but we also know that people need coaching and accountability. So there's human coaches that are gonna be uh, acting as concierges to the different capabilities and discussional to help people walk from step one to step 27. Every step of the way, like as long as it takes, we'll go on their pace. They can do it as we'll obviously have it mapped out. So we'll know how quickly somebody could conceivably 
uh, have done it, but you know, however long it takes, it takes because of different people, it's going to take different different amount of time. We're very excited about that. Yeah, that sounds fascinating. Uh, yeah, all sorts of people are going to be interested in that one. Well, we've taken that, uh, and, and the interesting thing is, we took the best scientifically backed assessment tests that were used in the special operations industry, not industry, the special operations community. We've been in the business of picking winners a long, long time. And so we've been using a lot of those different scientific and it's called psychometric testing to evaluate different candidates as a predictor for, of success in these different programs and many different projects where the, there cannot be failure in, in the mission. And so we know what the tools are. And we know which ones work and we know which ones are malarkey. So we basically, we're leveraging those testing systems as part of each of the different nine major modules. So it's, when I say scientifically backed, it's like based on the statistics and data of hundreds of thousands of tests that have been done, you are going to, you are going to understand yourself unquestionably. You're going to understand what you're likely to be good at. You're going to understand explicitly what you're going to be bad at, what careers to avoid, what industries to avoid, what cultures and environments to avoid. So it's it's just a matter of putting together all these different complex pieces, right? And so yeah. it's, I'm super excited because I, I really think we're going to be able to avert suffering at scale in terms of helping a lot of people uh, pick a future worth having. Oh, yeah. I, I swam upstream for a long time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so what inspired you to start SOFX? Yes. Uh, if you look at the things that would typically emotionally engage me over the course of my life, it's always been either fighting evil or averting suffering at scale. And in my mind's eye, a lot of the community, in the special operations community, Community members are extremely laser focused on the mission and the job at hand. And they do that largely to the detriment of their future. And what my hopes were to create a media company was to attract them to the newsletter with regards to operational information that about news and information that's ha happenings in the community that they really need to know about but then to slowly educate with regards to the different things that tools they need to live a great life post-service. What are the things that they need to do to enable themselves to imagine a future worth having? Because most of them, what I wanted to do is to, to create a, an information product for the community that would expand the horizon of what they considered possible, what they considered useful, and expose them to different ideas and, and different tips and techniques for living a better life. Mindfulness, flexibility, strength, nutritional supplements, just the whole gamut. All these different, like, like I say, one-third operational news, two-thirds personal health and wellness. So it's a way of sort of giving back to the community I love. And then, um, you know, just so that was sort of it was really a mission was to try to, to help people uh, see all these different opportunities 
uh, invisibility post special operations career for what they could be doing, how to stay healthy, how to recover, how to build strength, so on and so forth. Uh, that, so that was that was SFX media. Okay, thank you. That yeah, that that helps explain a lot of how that came about. So along the way, who have been some of your key influences or mentors? Sure, I would say uh, Admiral Eric Olson uh, was the commander of United States Special Operations Command. One of the most um, let's say patient, deeply reflective intellectually astute humans I've ever, ever met, like just next level, next level leader, right? Just a, somebody who just understands human beings and understands how to get things done in a elegant, respectful way, how to lead people quietly. He's just unshakable, a remarkable, remarkable human being. Uh, another key mentor of mine, uh, Mr. Jim Cluck, who was the uh, senior acquisition executive at U.S. Special Operations Command. And I met him uh, when I was at U.S. Special Operations Command serving Admiral Olson on, on one of his staffs, where Admiral Olson gave us a project, Jim and I, a project to work on together. Um, but Mr. Cluck, even to this day, remains a mentor and key advisor, understands the business of defense acquisitions and uh there too understands how to execute leadership within what is a very difficult environment to achieve things. The, the acquisition world is super complicated, filled with regulations. It's hard to get things done quickly, but he really understands um, the business of acquisitions and how, how he could position the command for success over the years and then how to, how to leverage the great uh, teammates that uh, exist at US SOCOM and, and within the what's called the ATL or the Acquisition and uh, Technology Directorate. So the, uh, those are two, uh, two key mentors for sure. So now looking back on your entrepreneurial journey, what would you say has been the most valuable lesson that you've learned? Um, that you can be super motivated, energetic, and powerful, and still have an extremely rough time if you don't leverage the relationships and expertise of people who have been where you're trying to be and have made the mistakes you've, you are fixing to make. Um, almost everything I've done, I've bootstrapped, I under I underestimated how important capital is, and I've underestimated how important mentorship is. Because I thought I could just do it myself. I thought I was smart enough to get this stuff done, and and had enough resources to to take things to levels I wanted to take them without needing any outside capital. Because I didn't want to necessarily the strings that come with that but outside capital provides scale that you just cannot get to without without understanding how to responsibly involve others in your venture building activities and responsibly you know work with capital providers who are, who are there for the right reasons not just to make a return but uh 
that are philosophically aligned with whatever the mission is. And so it's it's taken it took me years to finally realize that uh, you can swim a lot faster with a team than you can <laughs> alone. Yeah, yeah, those are those are two of my big ones. Uh, absolutely, learn learn those the hard way. That's how difficult it can be. So, Sam, how can people find out more about you? Uh, they're always welcome to, uh, I'm in the process of actually completing a, a website uh, that's just a, basically electronic bio rather than LinkedIn called samhavelock.com. But really, most of my time is spent uh, you know, on SOFX, either the media company or the talent company, and soon to be Transista once we, once we launch that. But uh, for direct outreach, they can just email me, sam.havelock at sofx.com. I'm almost, I'm always happy to, to, to answer a question or to hop on the phone if need be or whatever the case may be. Um, and if they're just generally interested in what I've done or, or some of my viewpoints and stuff, soon enough, uh, samhavelock.com will have uh, some of my different uh, papers I've wrote or different different ideas on different odds and ends, along with a, a very fulsome biography of where I've been, what I've done, and what my interests are and stuff like that. Great. Great. I'll make sure that's in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Chris, thank you so much, and I look forward to our continued interaction. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Pivot Perspectives with your host, Chris O'Byrne. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advice on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we will see you on the next episode.